Radio St. George 100.3 FM. Thank you for listening to Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And now it's time for My Life, a radio show about your life. Now, your host for My Life, the publisher of The Senior Saver, Kevin Fry. Okay, here we go. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. It's an exciting time. <laughs> Very exciting. The most exciting couple in St. George. Oh, is by here. far. <laughs> I feel like you're setting some things up for failure (laughs) here. Really high standards here. (laughs) The Roos, the Roos. Adam and Colleen Rue are here with us today. You probably know Colleen because you've heard her on the radio before. Yeah, I have worked for Canyon Media radio stations for Mm -hmm. about eight years. So you've probably heard me on Planet 1051, 99.9 County Country, Sunny 101.5. I was on 95.9 The Hawk. So You've done it all. Yeah, I'm the voice of Balance of Nature. So all those amazing Balance of Nature commercials you have. That's your voice. That's my voice. Do they go nationwide? They do go nationwide. I get phone calls all the time from people. It's really funny. Is that you on Fox News? (laughs) They're like, we were just watching. I'm like, that's, Yes. So. That's great. That's good. So I'm Sam. Just checking my equipment to make sure we've caught you on camera as well. Yeah, it looks like because, we're good. Yeah. Is your how's your how's your hair? Okay, Adam, are you gonna make it? There's not much left. <laughs> he's gonna, ah, he's gonna make it. What's, what's there looks I great. Know. It's like we're all in the same boat, my oh, friend. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, well, this is gonna be kind of fun today. We're gonna talk about you guys with your permission. I always say that just in case they didn't know we were gonna talk about them. I guess we've given you permission, right? <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I used to do DJ stuff in San Diego, and that's what you do, Adam. I do, yes. You've got, what's the name of your company? Festival Sounds. Festival Sounds, and it's a big company. You have it a lot now. of sound systems and a lot of people that you work with, right? I own 86 speakers. 86? Yes. <laughs> They're all in my garage. <laughs> Are they really? They're Is that all your storage? Every single you have a three-car garage or two-car garage? Two-car garage. And all 86 no, speakers. No, it's a three-car garage. <laughs> sort of. It's like an L-shape. It's Basically, <laughs> well. I have no space. It's all speakers. <laughs> she seems upset a little bit. It's a, just, sti- it's a sticking point. I just got a storage unit. <laughs> okay. 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 He'll just be to help sleeping out. there next yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. You may With as well get a man cave out of it. Yeah. So that's cool. I just was going to say, when I used to do weddings, I remember when you'd introduce the bride and groom, you'd say, Mr. and Mrs. Adam Rue. Right? That's how you're supposed to do it. And now today, I don't know if you could get away with doing that anymore. It could get a little. You better know your. You better know your couple when you're doing. That. I know. I got to ask them. Up so front. fun fact about me DJing weddings: yeah. I've DJed over sixteen hundred weddings. Oh my gosh! I've really? Been, I've I've DJed weddings since I was sixteen years old. Is that right? Yeah. It, what what town? What city? Los what? Angeles. I you're in L.A. doing yeah. DJ stuff. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. So I, I I started DJing down there. My my dad was was a music producer, and when he was in college, he had a bunch of band. He was in a band, and he had a bunch of equipment. And that's cool. I slowly took that equipment and uh, turned it into DJ equipment. He wasn't like an Oingo Boingo or something, was he? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. He was in the Alligators. Oh, the Alligators. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's um, cool. but he used to play on like the Sunset Strip and places like that when he was in college. But he had all this old band equipment, and I slowly just started taking it over and turning it into DJ equipment. 
And when I was 16, I would, you know, DJ this for 50 bucks and buy more hmm. DJ equipment and DJ this for 50 bucks. And <laughs> so you'd work for someone else yep. as a DJ. That's yeah. neat. Now you're the guy who hires people. Right. So now I own uh, Festival Sounds. We've been around now in St. George for about 15 years now. Yeah. And um, we do 350 events a year. That's crazy. That's, that's a lot of work. Yep. I have nine DJs who work for me. On an average weekend, you're doing how many shows? Uh, in 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 season, the the biggest weekend we ever did was twenty six events in one weekend. Wow, that was from that's Thursday, a lot to manage from Thursday to Monday. That many events. Wow, I don't even want to get into that. We're um, going to back up the train here before we get too far. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of shows. So it's a lot. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about you guys. We're going to start. You know, we don't have to start where you're born or the hospital you're in or whatever. But we want to talk about you know when you grew up and mm -hmm. what that was like and stuff. So Colleen, we're going to start with you. All right. Okay. Ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies I first. She's much more interesting. Anyway. Is she? Is she you know, we're going to find out. I don't know. <laughs> so my family is originally from the Boston, Massachusetts area. That's mm -hmm. where I originally grew up. And we moved to Cedar City in 1989. Cedar City didn't have a Walmart back then or no. anything like that. So Tiny town. I know. It was tiny. So we went from the suburbs of Boston to Cedar City, Utah in 1989. And it really ended up being a great move for our family. And so I grew up. I went to Cedar High School. I was a Redmond. Go Redmond. Mm. And then went on to... You're an athlete? I was not an athlete. Well, I guess I was a dancer. Moitawa. Oh. I was on... The Moitawa drill team is with that, uh, Cedar Hawaiian High. name or something? No, it's Native American oh, name. Okay. It's a Native American name. So we were Redmond. the Redmen, you know. Oh, right, we were right. The so, okay. yeah. So I I danced all through high school, and then I went to SUU, and I also danced on the Joaquinians dance team there for a few years. And actually, what did you study? I studied political science, and I also got my paralegal degree. Wow. Yeah. So were you going to be a lawyer or something? I really wanted to be an attorney. That was mm -hmm. I when I was 16, my mom was a legal secretary and I used to go and work for the office that I would go clean the bathrooms and do the mm -hmm. filing and that kind of bled into doing some secretarial things. And so I started working in law firm when I was 16 mm. and I just continued doing that when I was in college. I worked for the office of the guardian ad litem who represented abused and neglected children in mm. Iron County and kind of this five-county area. So I worked there for a while, got my paralegal degree, and really mm. enjoyed that, that in political science. But then, you know, life takes— But what did you want to do when you were eight? When I was eight, I wanted mm -hmm. to be a hairdresser. <laughs> really? And by the look of my hair, you can see that that <laughs> never came to fruition. Well, you got lots of it. I do have yeah. plenty of it. Mm -hmm. You can pay for hair these days. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you okay. guys know that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I might be on that program <laughs> Soon, I don't know. So, okay. So when you were eight, you wanted to be a hairdresser. Yeah. But now, you know, we'll, we're going to back up. We'll have Adam talk about when you guys met. Okay. Okay. But let's talk about when you decided you wanted to be an athlete. Because I know you do, yeah. you've been done Ironmans and you've yeah. done a lot of races and and then you eventually got into broadcasting too. So let's let's discover I that. I did. It's kind, yeah. it's kind of weird. So yeah, I went to SUU through their paralegal program and graduated there. I was actually married before I was married to Adam. So I was married when I was really oh, young. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was married huh. when I was 19 until I was about 21. Hmm. And so during that period of time was when I was at SUU getting my paralegal degree and things like that. That marriage, unfortunately, you know, failed and no kids, no kids, hmm. no kids. And so it's, it was my starter marriage, I guess. <laughs> you gotta try it. You gotta try things out, I guess. Yeah. And after 
that would have been my third year. I was going into my third year at SUU when I went through this divorce. And I had the opportunity, because I was in the political science department, to go back to Washington, D.C. and do an internship for Senator Robert Bennett of mm. Utah, who used oh, to be yeah. here. And so I went in, I interviewed, I got the job, I just got on a plane, took all my stuff, moved back to Washington, D.C. to mm. my mother's chagrin. And when my first day on the job at Senator Bennett's office, they offered me a position in their front office, and I stayed in Washington, D.C. for the next three and a half years. She was the person who gives the tours. I know. I gave tours of the Capitol, and it was so fun. I I loved Washington, D.C. It was your budding broadcast career right there. I guess. When I'm like, this way, we're walking, (laughs) and we're walking. walking. Yeah, it was really fun. So I really enjoyed my time in Washington, D.C. And and when I came out of high school, I actually started teaching fitness classes. Hmm. So I used to do aerobics and step aerobics and all sorts of things. Because you were a dancer. I was a dancer, so that transitioned well. So right out of high school, I started teaching fitness classes. When I was back in D.C., I would always work at the law firm. Well, I got ahead of myself. I worked for Senator Bennett for about six months. Then I was hired to be a paralegal at a private law firm in D.C. And so I would work my days at the office, nine to five, doing, you know, the mm-hmm. paralegal gig. And then I would go teach classes when I wasn't there. So um, I would teach fitness classes. Uh-huh. So I was a fitness instructor and did that for a long time. I happened to be in Washington, D.C. when 9-11 happened. Huh. And I lived actually across the street from the Pentagon. I lived right there in Pentagon City, if you're familiar with the area. So I lived just about, there's a mall, the Pentagon City Mall. I lived on one side of the mall, the Pentagon's on the other side of the mall. So that was a really interesting time, yeah. time a really, really interesting experience to go through. That kind of shifted some things for me. I was working at this private law firm. I was seeing all these other women attorneys raising their families as professionals. And I thought, I just don't want to do that. Hmm. They were working. You also grew up LDS as well. I did. Yes. I grew up LDS and you know, my mom always worked when we were growing up and things like that. So having a career wasn't, you know, something that wasn't in my future, but I just didn't want that. It was like 60, 70 Mm -hmm. hours a week. These guys are trying to get partner. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to do that. You want to give up your life for a career. Yeah. And so 9-11 kind of shifted that perspective for me a little bit where I think it made us all sort of take a step Mm, back. No question. Take some stock. And I thought, okay, I was in another relationship and it wasn't going anywhere. And I'm like, I I just need something new. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back to school to get my personal training credentials and kind of do something more on the fitness side of things. And so I ended up moving to Los Angeles. If I could just meet a guy from L.A. who does I sound. I know. A guy from yeah. L.A. who does sound. Yeah. So I, <laughs> and how, in this story gets so weird and convoluted. We have such a weird, a the, weird the story, Kevin. Is very interesting. It's is very it? interesting. So I end up in L.A. because my brother's living there. Well, my brother has a roommate, and the roommate is Adam Rue. What? Me. Because they he went wasn't to married at the time, together. was he? Nobody had been before. Oh, is that right? Yes. Wow, this is all new information. I had no idea. Oh, it gets better. Okay. So it's it's kind of <laughs> weird. So Adam had gone to, I mean, you went to school and has had a broadcasting degree in the broadcasting program at SUU with my brother. So they were roommates hmm. all through college. Did you know him then? Yes. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Adam. I know he wants to tell the story, so <laughs> oh. go for it. Oh, no. That, well... You're, you're much better at telling the story than I am. But um, so I was her brother's roommate all through college. In fact, just a few years ago, I had been with her, living with her longer than her brother. It like, took it, me like it took over a, long time. a decade to like get 
above my brother in years spent with my husband. So it took a long time. Is that right? Because yeah. I had I had been living with her brother just as a roommate for you know we lived we were together for close to ten years. Wow. Um, yeah. Between living in in Cedar City and then we both moved to Los Angeles together. And you worked and together. We worked uh, at a court reporting office down in, in Glendale, California. A court uh, reporting. Court, office. Yeah. Well, that's, it a, was, whole that's a whole other story. story. Oh anyway, so we were we were living in Los Angeles, and you know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. she's a beautiful uh, younger sister of my roommate, and uh, the fun the fun fact is when she got married to her first husband, I was the DJ. At her wedding, what he was that is a weird twist. He and was a weird twist. He was a DJ. I can't say that I thought much about him that no, day. No, and I didn't think I much about her getting married. You're but... like I'm in love, <laughs> right? So, so she, yeah. so she'd gotten married and she'd gotten divorced and moved to DC. I had gotten married, gotten divorced, and I was once again living with her brother as my roommate. How long were you married? About the same as her, about two years. Wow. Yeah. So you guys were like of, made for each other. Kind of short little yeah. starter marriages. Yeah. <laughs> so. We learned very quickly what we didn't want. Mm. And, That's good. Um, so, you know, so I'm living in Los Angeles with her brother. We invited her out to come visit us in California. And, you know, L.A. looks really great from afar. Does it now? I mean, does it? <laughs> does it really? Does it really? It does. I mean, you know, it's got the beach. It's got Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's got Big Bear. Oh, it's course. got, I mean, you know, there's a lot, a lot, of, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of great things. But really, once you dig into LA, there's a lot. There's a lot not it's to just like. Just a big city. It's just a big city mm-hmm. with palm trees. That's right. And um, it's not like Boston. And I'm an East Coast girl, and I'll just tell you, it's got this, some character. This Boston East does. Coast girl doesn't love the West Coast life. So, what's the difference? You think? What's the? The people are so different. East Coast people are very. They're very, they tell you like it is. They're very blunt. They're very in your face, and they just leave you alone. You do your mm-hmm. thing. I do my thing. We just, you know, if I see you, right. I'm like, hey. How's things going? And I felt like in Los Angeles, and I have to, you know, qualify it with the fact that I was a fitness professional there. Mm-hmm. I was personal training. I was working in gyms. The people she was dealing with were were very, you know, I would imagey. Yeah, kind yeah. of a, a unique LA. a unique set. They were we more in, LA than the typical LA. People. Yeah, we okay. were in Glendale, and these women just needed to get out of the house and cancel their appointment with Housewives me. Yeah, of, I mean, it was yeah. just interesting. They wanted to say they had a personal trainer, but not yeah. really personal trainer. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which is not my jam. And so <laughs> I just I just like East Coast people. East Coast people are just, they're really blue collar. They're just going to tell you how it is. And the West Coast people are always like telling you what they think you want to hear to your mm-hmm. face. And oh, a little two-faced. Yeah. yeah, they're just, they're, it's very imagey, like you mm-hmm. said. I think yep. that's a good word. Image is the most important thing. Yeah, and everybody's California. waiting for their come up. I mean, everybody's going yes. someplace in L.A. Everybody. We're back east. Everybody's like, well, this is what we do. We just, you know, go <laughs> to work and we come Everybody's waiting for home. their acting career to take yes. off in L.A. or yeah. be discovered. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's right around the corner. You never know when it's going to happen. That's right. So that's just not me. Okay. So we only live there. So I ended up moving to Los Angeles to go to school and finish my personal training. I sold training. L.A. really hard to get her to move there. I'll bet you did. I made it yeah. nine months, and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. We're out. And so we ended up moving back to Cedar City where I still had a house from my prior You guys marriage. get married in L.A.? We didn't. We actually got married in Las Vegas, not oh. on the Strip. Okay. Not, on, not the by Elvis. But on the way to Cedar, you got yeah, married? Yeah, we just, stopped, along we just the way. stopped by. No, <laughs> hey, we, let's get married. Okay, it's not a good idea. We actually moved to Cedar City uh-huh. before we got married, and we got married about a year. We uh, bought a house before we got married. Yeah. Is that we, right? We did things you a were little, that sure, huh? A yeah. little bit backwards, but. You were that sure. Yeah. Holy so we got smokes. married in 2005. 
April of 2005 is huh. when we ended up getting married. So you've been married 17, Almost going 18, on 18 years. Almost 18 years, yeah. yeah. We have a 17-year-old yeah. teenager. Yeah, you got two kids, right? Yeah, 17-year-old yeah. daughter and a 15-year-old son, or 14-year-old son. So, Adam, we're going to back up the train for you now. Okay. Okay? Because right. that was a fascinating story. It is. Sure it is like I said, her it. story is much more fascinating than mine. <laughs> but there's much more to tell, so hang in there, everyone. <laughs> but, uh, Adam, you grew up where? I grew up in Hollywood. I was born in Hollywood. Uh, grew up in you know suburb Los Angeles, town called La Crescenta, huh. uh, which is kind of by the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And uh, went to Crescenta Valley High School, which is uh, I mean it's Valley. It's in the Valley. Uh, it's not the Valley Valley. It's uh, the Crescenta Valley. Mm. Um, it's so just a step above. It's it a is. little more. You know, it's a little higher income. It's, it's slightly <laughs> higher. Nice. End. Adam Carolla lives there. I'll put it oh, that way. okay, gotcha. Um, you know, name I had, I had a, who doesn't love He's Adam? Name dropping well. now. <laughs> Uh, no, I had, I mean, you know, like where we, where I grew up, I was surrounded by money and mm -hmm. lots of, you know, nice houses. We were only 10, 15 miles away from downtown, close to Hollywood. Lots of wealthy uh, people in the entertainment business. Lots of wealthy business. people in the entertainment business lived, you know, definitely not on my street, but they were, they yeah. were in the area. Cool. Um, Who's so the that, most famous person you met in LA? Um, so I was at a Christmas party and, um. No, I can't even remember the guy's name. He 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 played God in Oh um, George Burns. George Burns, yes. C so, cigar. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was at a Christmas party with my parents and my dad because my dad worked for uh, mm -hmm. he was he was he was the producer and yeah. invited him to this big, you know, Christmas party. And all of a sudden there's this big hubbub by the front door, and I was probably ten or eleven years old. I wasn't very old. And my dad's like, Hey, oh my gosh, it's George Burns. Which, you know, back then, I mean, he was like a big, big deal yeah, yeah. in Hollywood. Those movies. And so my dad's in, yeah. like, Hey, go go up and say hi to him. So I, you know, go up there 10 years old and I, hi, hello, Mr. Burns. You know, I loved you as God. And uh, I have to Google this guy because I don't even know what he looks <laughs> you don't like. You know who we were talking about. He was, he was lived to be really old. He anyway. did. Yeah. He did. So he's probably the most famous person I've met, but uh, I do have a picture. Uh, we met uh, with, with her mom. We have a picture mm -hmm. with Jay Leno. Yeah. That's oh, right. you do? We were, yep. at, we were at a car show. We were at a car show. And he, and he happened was to in Montrose and he yeah. was, very nice. We yeah. like, hey, can get a picture. He's like, oh, yeah. He's, he had the Canadian tuxedo on and everything. Yeah, he was, <laughs> looked like he just rolled he out of so bed. Funny. And it was, it was really it was funny. Is that right? Um, yeah. But, the normal uh, guy. Yeah. So, um, but. Uh, so, so you grew up in this area that I grew up in this a lot area. of famous people. My dad uh, did jingles. And so eventually they needed a kid's voice. And you started doing that? So I started doing voice acting for, you know, they would need like He-Man, you know, mm -hmm. a little kid to sing He-Man or, yeah. you know. Uh, so I ended up being the voice of Puppy Bright from Rainbow Bright. Huh. Uh, Is that right? Ruff. Yep. That was it. <laughs> that was that was my claim to fame. And then my parents got me a, an agent. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, I'm like he's like know, he's a really good puppy. I'm like 11 years old puppy. at this point. <laughs> and my parents started taking me to uh, you know movie and commercial interviews. I ended up getting six or seven TV commercials as a kid. Uh, as a kid. And the biggest one I ever got was for Citron Cars, which is the French car manufacturer. Oh, I remember that. And it was directed by Tony Scott, who did, ended up doing Top Gun, Enemy of the State. Wow. And I was the very first uh, job that he ever had in the States was directing the Citron commercial. It's why and, we're so wealthy now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. The residuals are just rolling in from that I'm commercial. I'm happy to know you. Every month, the royalties. <laughs> just keep rolling they in. They just but, keep coming. But, you know, back in the day, I, you know, I made, you know, several thousand dollars from these commercials. As a little my kid. Parents, my parents took all that money, and uh, I know Invested we went- it in crypto. We went, I wish. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. All Bitcoin. But no, they, they actually invested it in a rental house in California. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 
That's uh, cool. They did take me to Disneyland as part of it, and uh, so I, I got <laughs> so a few got toys. I got some few toys out of it. <laughs> Here's a but, hat. Uh, but yeah. yeah, my mom was a real estate agent. She's like, no, we're going to take this money and put it into a rental house in California. Uh-huh. And that house is the house that uh, I ended up living in with uh, her brother. Really? Yeah. I even lived in the house yeah. for a minute. That's really cool. So the house That's came cool in handy. Story. So okay, so you guys get you guys meet each other, you know, through these interesting circumstances. So I so I go to college at SUU mm-hmm. in Cedar City. Yeah, uh, I meet her brother. We're on the radio together. We had a, a show called Glam Slam Wednesday where really? we played uh, glam rock and mm-hmm. talked about <sighs> me. hair bands. They yeah. talked about me. Did they? We did talk about her. <laughs> they did. They would say like all these inappropriate things about poor teenage Colleen, and I just felt so bad. The very first time I ever met Colleen, um, she was in the Miss Iron County pageant. Mm. Oh yes, we forgot to go over that. Oh, the I was second attendant oh, to Miss Iron God. County in so, 1996. So her brother's nice. like, "Hey, my sister's going to be in this stupid Iron County pageant. Do you want to go sit in the front row and make fun of her?" Oh, and that's I'm like, mean. Well, of course. I have, I have I two do. brothers. Were you, let me ask you this. Were you thinking at that time, oh, I kind of like her? Not. Well, she was super cute, yes, yeah. of course. But okay. she was getting married. Oh, I see. And I was so dating she was somebody off else. The so it was like, it was, at the time, I mean, it wasn't she was meant in to be. beauty pageants. Right. She was oh. way out of your league. Way, way, way out of my league. Way. <laughs> she still is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I ended up going to college in Cedar City. And I know you asked her what she wanted to be mm-hmm. when she was a kid. I wanted to be a radio DJ. That was my when goal. When you were a little kid, yes. you were like, I specifically looked for colleges with student-run radio stations. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, SUU has a really great student-run radio station, which is where I met Sean Denevin. As well as Utah Tech. Yes, yes right. Well, Sean Denevin, right. who is in charge of this particular radio Here station. And he was Tech. going through the same program about the same time. He went through the exact the same, same time. Pro- pro- program at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it all, kind of, it all kind of goes back to that SUU Radio 911. That history. Yeah. So I ended up being friends with her brother. We ended up being roommates. And uh, we eventually, so I got married to somebody else, was married for a couple of years, worked in Brian. Did you meet the person you married at SUU? I did. She okay. was a, a, a Shakespeare Festival actress. Oh. She was a thespian. She was a thespian. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So her dream was to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. So in 2000, we packed everything Off up. Off you go. And moved to Los Angeles with her brother and his girlfriend. You know, it's really no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that you ended up with this, you know, actress because yes. you know all you'd have to say is, you know, my dad, blah blah blah, and L.A., blah blah yeah. blah. And she's like, uh, when can we get married? Yes, exactly. <laughs> she wanted those royalties from that Citroen I, I commercial. Guess. I mean, I she just wanted to be with Puppy Bright. <laughs> I know. She's like, oh my gosh, he's already famous. Let's go. So, uh, flat, fast forward a few years, and I'm uh, not married anymore, and Colleen's not married anymore, and. Um, so I'm, that's kind so, of bizarre. So she's like, hey, you know, wouldn't mind coming to visit L.A.? And so July 4th of 2003, uh, we made Los Angeles look like the best place on earth. <laughs> well, and how'd you do that? Sort of. But this is the thing. He <laughs> says that, which is great. I mean, he did. He did. He worked really hard. I was just in a place where I just needed a change. Yeah. Like, I was in, I was just like, The timing right, was. Great. Sounds great. good to me. And yeah. I'm just one of those people who I would up and just, okay, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah. Let's try something new. So. so a few months after, so, so we, we, we visited, we had a great, we hit it off over July 4th weekend, uh, much to her brother's chagrin. Um, <laughs> he's yeah. like, please don't do this. He wasn't he's really. He's like, you know who she is, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, a few months later, I flew to the East Coast. We, she had her car all packed up and we drove across the country to LA. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. My whole life fit in that little Subaru Outback. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How long did you guys date before you got married? Two-ish years? Two years, yeah. Was it really that long? Yeah, it was a pretty long time. Yeah, because we, we met in 2003, and then we got married in 2005. Huh. So. Wow. So it wasn't, really cool. it wasn't a, a, you know, a, a quick decision by any means. It was, it was somewhat. Then you had kids right away. We, we did. did. We did. We had our daughter. She was born in January 2006. So we got married April 2005. She was born. People would have to do the math. 37 and a half see weeks. See her pregnant. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So she was born. But I was 27 at the time. So, yeah. I mean. You're like, let's get this going. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, we were really. ready. Wasn't any need to wait or anything like that. So. Huh. That's those are, are really, really fascinating stories. I'm sure there's so much more to them too that you could talk about. Right? There's a lot. There's a lot. And then of course you were you're kind of mutually attracted because of your past and then you had similar interests too. I mean, in some ways you're kind of similar people. Wouldn't you say so? Not at that time at no, all. Not really? at all. At all. Like I remember moving in with him and my brother and they were running the complete opposite schedule as I was. I was getting up at five, six AM. I was going to, to I was teaching fitness classes. I was going to school. All sorts of things. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. We're talking with Adam and Colleen Rue, and we're gonna come right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to My Life, a show about your life. We'll be back with more right after this. Supported by the Department of Media Studies at Dixie State University. This is Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. We welcome you back to My Life, a radio show about your life. And now your host from the Senior Saver, Kevin Fry. Okay, we have got a couple of lives just heating up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. We're talking to Adam and Colleen Rue, and of course they're married, and we, we talked about that interesting story of how they got together, and then of course... You know, from dancing to being in L.A. with a bunch of stars and all that kind of stuff. SUU, Washington, D.C., back to L.A., back to Utah, and then they got married. Yeah, then got married. Had kids right away. We did. We had kids right away. And when, I mean, it was 2006, we were just in Cedar City. Adam was working a job. He had been actually... Early in our marriage, things were a little rocky as far as careers went. He was laid off a few times. I was home with the kids. I had left my job because mm-hmm. I was working. I was doing victim services with the Iron County Prosecutor's Office and left once I had our first baby. And so he was laid off and had found a job down here in St. George. And so he was commuting back and forth. And I was mm-hmm. taking care of the baby and what teaching fitness classes. I worked for a company called Whitewater, and it was new construction related. I was the salesperson insta- for inst- installers who did cultured marble, granite mm-hmm. tops, uh, basically bathrooms sales. and kitchens. I was in sales, yeah. Yeah, so he did that. He was coming down here and doing that, and so we decided to purchase a home down here. It was during during the boom of you know, 06, 07. When, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you could, could get a loan for whatever you wanted to back then. I mean, oh, yeah. did you have a pulse? A you stated, could get a loan. stated income. We, 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 we had, had a stated yeah, income right? loan. 
Yeah, wow. we actually needed to close on our house. It was December of 2007. and we, You bought at the peak of the market. Uh, yeah. So we, we were yeah. building the house. We, I mean, the house, we had started it back in April of that year or something. We needed to close on this the house. This is our house in St. George. In St. George. We needed to close on the house. Because I was sick of commuting from Cedar to St. George. And in that week we needed to close, he ended up getting laid off from his job because it was in construction. Construction mm-hmm. wasn't doing well. It just so. dried up. He got laid off. I found out we were pregnant with our second baby, and we <laughs> needed timing. to close on this house that oh my gosh. we were going to pay way too much for. So I went to the owner of the company, and I'm like, hey, look, you know, you're the reason I built this house down here. You know, is there any way you, know, you can at least keep me on long enough to close the loan? And he was, he was very nice. I mean, he wasn't trying to like, you know, mm-hmm. do anything bad to us, but you know, the, the economy had He's like, what am I going to pay you with? Yeah. Um, so he he let me stay on for two more weeks, and mm-hmm. the loan closed, and then I saw so the job search. Yeah. yeah, so that's how we ended up in St. George, which is great. We we love St. George. I was working at the Washington City Community Center. I had gotten a job over there being their fitness director when they were brand new, just opening. And so I was helping develop their fitness programs and everything, and I was that was what I was doing predominantly for my job was fitness, and I was raising these little babies, mm-hmm. so... That's cool. How many hours a week were you working versus with your babies? Yeah, I would probably work just part-time. I mean, I would teach probably two, one to three classes a day or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then I was doing the administration stuff, just coordinating their fitness programs and their personal training programs and stuff like that and training my own clients. You kind of fell into that, didn't you? Yeah, well, I had always been in fitness. You have to remember, I was always in fitness. Right out of high school, I was in fitness. So it was just kind of something that I love doing. And as a mom, a lot of people find that it's a great job because you have daycare. So when I go to work, most gyms provide some sort of daycare. So your babies can go there, you can go and work out. And it really works nicely for moms. Yeah. And then I just jumped into more of a managerial type of a position, which I really enjoyed. So it mm. was a lot of fun. That's cool. All right. So then you you started getting it- into training, a lot of a lot of physical training and stuff like that as a physical trainer. Yep. And then you started running too. Yeah. So I had actually my ran my very first marathon in two thousand one. It was a Marine Corps marathon back in Washington, DC. So that's where I first started doing long distance running. And then when I was in Cedar City, I was part of, you know, the long distance cycling group there. And so I just got into this endurance world and really loved it because I was kind of a gym rat. I mean, I would teach classes and then somebody was like, you should do a triathlon. And so I did my first triathlon in, it would have been 99 at the Utah Summer Games. It was at Quail Lake Hmm. that they held it. And so I did my first triathlon there. And I was never a runner. I hated running. My dad was like, you're not a very good runner. You're really tall. I'm like 5'11". So I'm not not like this teeny tiny woman. And so I got into running and all this stuff. And that just kind of led into me, myself, being an athlete as well and doing long distance events, marathons, which led into Ironman. That's how I met you, Kevin. Right. Because I was doing some Ironman stuff. But you did some full Ironmans. I did. I only did did halves. I did two fulls, the one here in St. George, 2012, Mm -hmm. the windy year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the crazy year. That was the year that Jerry, yeah, was in his first year, my buddy Jerry. Yep. And then they pulled like three or 400 swimmers out, out of the, the water. water. They're yeah. all screaming they're going to die. Yeah. So yeah. that was my very first Ironman triathlon. It was exciting to be on the beach that day. Yeah. You were on the beach. Like, oh, yeah. 
Hope she lives. <laughs> right. I hope she comes out. But it I, was good. I had no doubt. It was a good <laughs> so, experience. Yeah. So yeah, I was I've always been in this fitness and endurance world. That's just been something that's a huge part of my life. So mm-hmm. and you've done uh you've helped people train. I met with yeah. you once to because I said yep. I'm gonna do this and help me figure yeah, out. Yeah, I've this. coached and personal trained people for years and years and years. Actually, I was in the fitness industry for twenty years doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So And yeah. you're still in it. I am still in it in, in an interesting different role, but yeah. yeah. Let's I am talk still about how you guys merged with some of your things because now Adam has this uh, entertainment company that he does a lot of events for, and then you're doing a lot of events too, right? You're doing so I'm, announcing for events. I'm not announcing yet. At this point in time, I'm just an athlete and I'm a personal trainer and I'm just an athlete and I actually am, am working for race companies, like doing operations, mm-hmm. people who set up the aid stations, the people who go and execute the event. So I had a f- some friends who were involved in that world, and I was brought into that. I was the event director for some different events. And so I was working on the operations side is what we would call mm-hmm. it in events. Work. I see. And Adam, as a DJ and with the sound equipment, we would always bring him in to do our sound yeah. and our announcing at these events. It was kind of a natural marriage. There, yeah, right? absolutely. So he was that resource. I was working on the operations side. Things got complicated with both of us working events. Event work is hard work mm-hmm. if you've ever and worked you've got events. Two kids too. It's yeah, tough. yeah. It, it got hard, and so I actually kind of took a step back from the operations, and I would go and run the race while he was announcing. <laughs> I'd go run, or I'd go pace the race with the pacing group, and then. I got an opportunity to kind of get on the microphone. Well, first off, she started working at the radio station. Yeah, the, Kevin, this is say, like yeah. such a crazy story. Like my fitness world. So in my fitness world, I started work. I was working in personal training, and then the radio stations would put on like fitness competitions. And Canyon Media came to us one time. Chris and Larray, they used to be on Planet 105.1, mm-hmm. and it was Planet 94.1 back then. And they came and they were like, hey, we want to put on this Biggest Loser competition. Because if you remember, we had the yep. Biggest Loser ranch out, out there, there in, the in Ivan's. They <laughs> called it. Wait, let's, let's yeah. be a let's little be nice. kinder than that, let's Kevin. Be nice. <laughs> it was a weight loss place. Yes. Okay. And the show was doing well. So Chris and Larray came over and they they wanted us to be kind of the training arm of this competition. And so we that's how I got to know Chris and Larray. And Larray and I became really close friends. And I was her personal trainer, and we worked a few seasons doing this competition. And so I got to know them, and it was just... You're like, you're a bundle of energy. You'd be good on radio. Well, sort of. I had cut an ad because I was working at the Washington City Community Center, and they needed an ad for one of their events. And I went into one of the local stations here, cut an ad, and it was running. And LeRae's husband, Chris, was the operations manager at Canyon Media. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I love Chris so much. He's just, he's an awesome guy, but he doesn't say a whole lot. I get a random text message from him one day, and I wish I still had this text message. I've tried to find it so many times. And it says, have you ever considered being in radio? Really? And I was like, not a day in my life. <laughs> like, what do you even, I don't. What an odd thought that I is. I don't even know what that So here's means. the funny thing about Colleen's family. Yeah. I have a degree in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Both of her brothers have degrees in broadcasting. Really? Yeah. She's the only one who doesn't have a degree in broadcasting. She's also the only one who's ever been paid <laughs> who's to, be ever on the radio. Been, to be in broadcasting. <laughs> has ever been a professional broadcaster. <laughs> so it's really weird. I, I never was on my radar. Never. And, you know, the kids were kind of in a, they were going into preschool. And so I was looking for something mm-hmm. more because I was kind of transitioning where I had some more free time. And I was like, 
I went home to Adam and I was like, what the heck does this even mean? Like, what does what is he talking about? being in radio mean? And he's like, I'm oh. like, well, you have a good voice. I mean, you know, you, he's like, yeah, it just, definitely runs in the family. Why not give it a try? He's yeah. like, go explore it. So I texted Chris back. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but maybe. And so I just started doing some stuff on the radio. And so it, it was. Luckily, there was no casting couch involved. Luckily, there was nothing like that. <laughs> um, and so I started doing radio and I was. Pretty good at it. She yeah, was, she was really good at it. Yeah, right out of the gate. Right, right out of the gate. It, and was, it was frustrating for everybody around her because you know you've got all these people around her with degrees in broadcasting, mm-hmm. and um, you know here she is just you know right off the street you know being really good at it because she's just really good at talking and mm-hmm. at being personable and she has a great voice doing her own thing, and all yeah. these great things. My dad always called me the mouth of the south. The mouth know? of the south. <laughs> so I uh, yeah. got paid for it. Yeah. And I just started doing radio and I enjoyed it. And then I was working events and operations. He's doing sound and announcing at these events. And there was just one event that I decided to race and he needed help. So mm-hmm. I, so I was bringing sound and announcing and music to all these races. And we were working for a company called Vacation Races, which we still do. Local mm-hmm. company. Yeah, local company. Um, and uh, I had to go do the awards ceremony. And which, you know, at, what, at which point there has to be somebody at the finish line to call in like the last hour or two. And right. so Colleen had finished the race. She was just standing there. And I'm like, hey, Colleen, you're on the radio. You can do this. Here's the microphone. Here's the microphone. She's like, <laughs> like, all right, whatever. And I had worked for vacation races on the operations side since they began. So I'm very familiar with she, this. She knew what she was doing. So she, so she takes the mic. I go do the awards. I come back an hour later. And everybody <laughs> around is like, oh, my gosh, Colleen is so great at doing this. <laughs> And so it was the day Adam got probably your dance moves mostly. It was was your dance moves. Oh, there's Kevin. There are dance moves and they are terrible. But (laughs) but yeah, so that so we we joke that that's the day I got fired from race announcing (laughs) and Colleen took it over. How did that happen? Oh, I see. Because you fired yourself. Well, no, because she was so much better at it than I was. It actually worked out great because that was the point where these races were starting to get really big. You know, we started off with like three, four hundred people. Now all of a sudden they had a thousand runners in them. And that's really hard for one person to do everything. Oh, yeah. Keep this party going. It made a whole lot more sense for us both to go this together, set up a sound system. You know, have her go do the awards. I'll take the mic while she's, you know, Mm -hmm. doing the awards ceremony. And, you know, just kind of let those last few people come in, and then she comes back. And it really was a two-person job Do you have to point. announce the runners as they come across? We yeah. do. And then there's a little computer chip inside of every bib. And so there's a computer screen that we read that will show their, the their name, yeah. where they're from, and just kind of give it that personal touch as they come across the finish line. That's quite a and lot of work when there's a 1,000 runners. It yeah. is. It is. And so it, 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 was, it was really good timing for her to take the torch and uh, take it much farther, mm-hmm. which brings us to... Now, yes, where you've got this fitness industry that she grew up with, and you've got the sound industry that I grew up with, and then and, I'm getting into broadcasting, and you you, you merge yeah. them all together, and you come up with the perfect job for Colleen, which is I, I call people's names for a living. That's what I do. <laughs> I read people's names incorrectly for a living. Incorrectly. <laughs> now I I love what I do. I it's a really interesting meshing of everything I love. I mean, I love everything fitness. you've got experience with. Yeah, that. I love fitness. I can look at an athlete and know what's going on because I've been there mm-hmm. before. And so, run a lot of races. Yeah. So you put me out of finish line, and 
I just love it. It's like my people. Mm-hmm. I'm there with my people. And I, I'm like, Kevin, how was your run out there yeah. today? You look like you need some sodium. Let's, Let's get you go. in there. And so, you know, it's yeah. it's just a really fun thing. And it it did turn into like, wow, Colleen, like there were moments that I was like, this this, this is me. This is it. Yeah. Like, this is it. Got those warm fuzzies. And yeah. it's interesting because people always say to her, to me, or, you know, around us, oh, this looks like so much fun. I want to try this. You know, and then they'll like, oh. And I'm know, like, here's the microphone. Here's the microphone. Give it a try. And like 30 seconds later, like, nope. They're like, no, <laughs> I'm out. Here's I don't want to do back. it. No, 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 no. You go ahead and do it. <laughs> because it, it is hard yeah. to, you know, because the, the names all. just don't stop. I know. You know, yeah. we, we announced for the St. George Marathon, and there's 7,000 people that come across that finish That's line. That's insane. And Colleen announces every single all one of them. 7, I try. We're, we're probably going to miss some of them. Because, yeah, because they come in big groups sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can't get them all. But I, I do try my very best to, to make everybody feel like... Mm-hmm. This is their yes. thing because it's about them. Chandler and, and friends. Yeah, it's a, it's such a it's such a cool <laughs> thing. So yeah. I I really found, I guess my it really does feel like a calling. I mean, that's like a whole nother part yeah. of my story where it's like, you know, do you believe that you are put here to do something? Mm. And you kind of feel that way. And huh? yeah, I've really had those moments where I'm like, yep, this is how I can impact people. Mm. This is what I can. You feel like you're kind of there to motivate them or keep them motivated or to help them be inspired. She's the connection between the event and the runner. Mm -hmm. And she's that that physical, like, spiritual connection between those two entities. I can create that memory in that moment that you're like, oh, yeah, do you remember remember? when I I hear Colleen's voice, I remember. Mm, They associate it. Yeah, with what what was happening. And, And it's really, it's great. And it's led me down some amazing paths with some companies that I just am so just grateful to be involved with and companies that they're not just start and finish lines. I get to be with people the whole time and kind of well, the other inter- go ahead. The, oh, go ahead. Say, the community that it revolves around these industries. I mean, That's you know, you know, there's there's probably two or three different industries that we're, you know, really, really that she is like the the center of Greater the spokes. Zion. Well is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we oh, yeah. we announce Absolutely. here locally with St. George mm-hmm. Marathon and St. George Races. And with vacation races and twenty nine or twenty nine Everesting, I mean, these each have their little communities, little, yes. and and I get to play this this little role. I'm like I'm like the cheerleader. I went from like <laughs> You're the like drill the community team. cheerleader. Yeah, I'm like the cheerleader. And That's so, really cool, though. It's cool. And then Adam's over there playing music. He makes me sound good because honestly, I hate when he's not there at an event with me because I'm 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 pretty. With I'm him, pretty you know demanding. What to expect, right? I'm, I'm pretty demanding. Yeah. I, she knows what she wants. I know. What, I know what I want. Well, I want I've things also, to sound good. Right. I've also so. made it really easy for her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he hands me a microphone and I'm like, thank you. I mean, she you. is married I'm glad to that you guy. agree on that. You know, it's like, that's no, great. No, I, I mean, it, it really, having somebody to help with that, because again, it you want it to look easy on mm-hmm. the outside. You want people to think, wow, this is just great. You wake up, roll out of bed and everything just rolls off your tongue. You want it to look like that. Yeah. But there's a lot in the background that goes into making and executing that and making it great what what is it these these events i know because i dj and you got to play the music mm-hmm. i mean it's nice to have her kind of handling the announcing and you can just focus on the music but you still have to do some announcing right when you're oh sure right sure. you still have to be involved in that to a certain degree because sure, like i said you know uh, i have the, to go to the bathroom right. sometimes. she has to go to the bathroom sometimes <laughs> right. but there's also there's always an award ceremony mm-hmm. and the award ceremony sometimes takes 30 minutes to an hour and at that time she's more valuable to be at the award ceremony than she is to be at the finish line 
And so I'll take the microphone during that time and fill I'll, I'll fill in for her very substandardly and, uh, uh, you know, make it look that much better when she gets back. I'm I know. Like, oh my I gosh, love it. Here. They're always like, Colleen's back. Bring him back out. <laughs> Who's like, that guy? They're starting to fall asleep out there. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about, th- these are some cool events. I mean, Ironman St. George is a really, really big event yeah. for this area. And Incredible. you're really involved in that. Plus, you've run, you've done a couple of them. Yeah. Couple of the fulls and the halves. Yep. You've done several, I'm guessing, yeah, right? I Adam, have... you have too, haven't you? I've Not never done Ironman. Iron never done? No. I don't like to swim. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of people say. That's the thing. I really don't mind the swim. I'm not I, fast, but no, I don't mind it. No, and I don't mind the swim either. And that's that tends to I be... I love to run. You do, but because uh, you two run together, don't we run you together. do some ultra stuff together? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes depends. Sometimes. What's the longest run you've done together? We did a <laughs> six-day, hundred and twenty-mile stage race over the Colorado Rockies this last summer. And we joke oh. that if you want to test your marriage, go run hundred and twenty miles in with your spouse days. in and you six s- days, and we slept in tents. Sleep in a tent. That's twenty together. miles a day, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And it was up at elevation. Day. It was up in the Colorado Rockies. A lot of climbing. So I'm we guessing. were up at we were up over ten thousand feet. The majority of thin the air, time. yeah. There's a lot of walking. Let's put it that way. A yeah. lot of walking. Well, ultra running is not running. You know, you know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not it's a half marathon it. or a marathon. Yeah. It's 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 a leisurely jog. But still, 120 trees. miles. Most people do not go 120 miles in their lifetime. No. Right. Yeah. So, so we did it in six days, and it was really fun. But our our different personalities really come out. He's much more laid back. I'm a very Type A personality person. I am. I, I like to connect my dots and I like to make sure things are in line. And he's just like, oh, it's a beautiful day out here. And I'm like, we need to go. <laughs> She's like, we need to get going. We need to win the stage. I'm very competitive. And I'm like, who cares? And you want to win your age group and stuff like that? Is that it? You know, I wish I could still, Kevin, but I have to say. But you have in this, the past. I have. Yes. That's the problem is yeah. I have in the past. And then you get old and you're like, oh I'm gosh. rubbing off on her in a very bad way. <laughs> and I'm really trying because it, it, there is something to be said for just getting out and enjoying things and just keeping <laughs> and moving your body. But I have. But you don't want to talk about that. this competitive spirit inside <laughs> yeah. of me that when it's me, I'm like, why are you walking right now? Let's I go. know you can do more than because that. Because we've gone 95 miles. You're fine. Just done. keep going. Have a drink. Do you, do you think, Adam, that you kind of started doing this so that you could do some of these things that your wife loves? I ran in high school. I did do cross country. Oh, okay. And I had never thought about doing a marathon. Never. never. In my wildest dreams that I think about doing a marathon. And before we... No, were we married when I did St. George the first time? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah because just, I, think I was I was pregnant. That's right. He was signed up to do St. George. We both signed up. And then I ended up getting pregnant and not halfway being able through my to... training, so I got to do St. George all by myself. Right, it was. She was a good. Way, but... uh, she was a good training uh, drive yes. out and meet me at the end and bring me water. <laughs> yeah. uh, partner, still the but, cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I did St. George in two thousand. I guess it was two thousand six. Was hmm. probably my first. Okay. And I've I've run St. George done six a times. Bunch of them. Wow. Um, and a few other marathons. And <laughs> but but yes, I mean. So you're into running a lot now too, because I see your guys' pictures on social media. Oh, yeah. Usually you're together, you're at a race, you're doing, yeah. sometimes yeah. you're doing the sound, sometimes you're running. Yeah, uh, yeah. Generally usually we're working. we're doing the sound. Yeah. <laughs> usually we're, we can really make things look good on Instagram, yeah. let me just tell you. It looks like a party. You're good at that, too. We're good at that, too. Because <laughs> cool. we got to make the event look good. You know, whether yeah. we're working it the or running it. amazing. But the events, the events, the event Event work good. is hard work. Mm-hmm. It is long hours. It I is you. on your feet. Up it early is, in the morning. I would say it in, it in and of itself is a sport. I mean, Absolutely. I will announce 
for at some events for 15 to 16 hours straight. That's crazy. So I'm on my feet and I'm working with people. And so there's an event that she does. She does uh, this year. She'll do six of them for 29 or 29. It's a it's a climbing the mountain challenge called Everesting. Uh, they rent out a ski resort. They uh, and you climb the ski resort and you know you, hike up. You hike up. Gondola, gondola down. down. So you're never mm-hmm. hiking downhill, which kind of saves the knees. But you have 36 hours to climb 29,029 feet. You have to gain 29,000. So they have to do gain. that like several times. Right. So right? like they have one at Snow Basin up in northern Utah, and they have to climb that mountain 13 times. Um, but they do it all across the country. But at that it's event, um, not only is she known as the voice of the mountain, which oh we have to mix. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I did not give did myself not- <laughs> that name. Just to be clear. The voice of the mountain. I did not give myself that name. But uh, she announces that race, and it's, it, it's an endurance event for the athletes, but for her as well. Mm. Because she's got to be on that microphone for you know the first day she's on. We're, you know we start announcing at five o'clock in the morning until ten p.m. that night. Mm. And I my position on the mountain, which it's so fun for me. I'm at the base of the mountain, and they have to they come off the gondola and they have to go back up, and they just mm-hmm. keep making these circles. I'm at the base, so when they decide to go back up the mountain, I'm there. I'm helping them. Go go go! Getting ready to go. It's like cheering again. Hey Kevin, have you a seat for a while. We've got a couple minutes, and I'm going to give you guys each about thirty seconds. Kay. But what, what I do at the end of the show usually is say, okay, give us your advice for life. Because, you know, you have an interesting story, I think. You know, you've been married now, is it 17, eight, almost, 18 almost 18 years? Almost 18 years. A yeah. couple of kids and interesting backstory and kind of, it's kind of come together. But maybe, Colleen, you go first. What's your advice for people in the world today? Advice for people in the world. Connect yourself to other people. Find a connection to other people. Like, don't be afraid to look somebody in the eye, to call somebody by their name, to make a mistake, to laugh about it with other people. Find a way to connect yourself to the people and the experiences in your life because I think that's where all the joy is. So That's where you found your joy. Yeah, connection. I feel like that's, that's a joy. And sometimes in our world today, that's what we're missing is that connection. Mm. We're, we're in this very connected world. Yeah, we we tend to be very disconnected, or we're made to think that we're a very disconnected world. When really, when we can sit down and look each other in the eyes, we find out that we are more similar, and that is the joy of life. That's the joy of living. What do you think, Adam? Well, I think that's uh, solid advice. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. But um, no, I, I I always tell people, you know, I wish the world would have more positivity. You know, mm. Colleen makes fun of me constantly for always being, you know, the glass half full guy. And um, but, you know, that that's 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 what life is about. It's about having fun, going and enjoying yourself and finding your happy place. And mm. I think the more people that can find that happy place, the better off we are. Wow. That's great. Well, I think you guys have done an amazing job together, you know, almost 18 years together and family. And, you know, you mixed all the things that make it right. And do you think you got another 18 in you? Oh, another 50. Let's keep going. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> That's great. Well, we really appreciate you coming and doing this show. With it. The time flies, doesn't it? It does. And then all of a sudden we got to go. Yeah. So we've been talking with Adam and Colleen Rue. And gosh, dang it. We hope that you guys have a wonderful life from here on out. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Thanks, Kevin. We'll see you next time Thanks. on My Life. You've been listening to My Life, a radio show about your life with your host, Kevin Fry. 
If you'd like to share the story of your life, contact Kevin at kfry at myseniorsaver.com. Until next time, this has been My Life.